0: There once was a man named Gold Roger, who was king of the pirates. He had fame, power, and wealth beyond your wildest dreams. Before they hung him from the gallows, these were the final words he said. Our perspective is yours for the taking, but you'll have to join us first. We left everything we debated at the Yonko Table. Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for the Yonko Table, the table that will make their dreams come true. Yo!
1: Yayo yeah, yo, yeah, yo. Welcome to today's edition of the Yonko Table. I'm your host for today, Grandmaster Hoop. My co-host and confidant, Dr. Chase Attorney, could not be with us today. He's got other things to attend to. And he always likes to, you know, shit on me when I can't make it. But here I am without him doing the thing. So welcome to the table. Today's episode, we are tackling what could be the next epic film franchise, Dune Dune, Dune, Dune Dune just hit theaters this past weekend In the Yonko table Some of us are here to eat it up So let's go ahead and introduce our table Before we uh, deep dive into the sand pits of Arrakis That is Dune With me here today is Supernova guest stars We have Nino Desplazado Nino, how you doing today? I'm doing good You know, I came to
2: eat I always come to eat when I come here
1: <laughs> rightfully so rightfully so and i'm glad you're here it's just us two today nino so um yeah look just, oh, just you two
0: just you two
1: of course Whoa. how can i forget how can you knew, forget i knew i knew with me hosting i could smell your stench from a mile away that's Hearing, right right mm-hmm Hooperlino, everybody. It's Hooperlino.
0: Back. I'm not a supernova. He's not I'm a I'm not supernova. a Yonko. He's not a Yonko. I refuse to abide by your your names. I am Admiral Hooperlino. Back to talk about sand and giant worms. Because those two are my favorite things.
1: Fair enough. And I can't believe I might be agreeing with you. I think the worms were my favorite thing, too. So, without further ado, I mean let's get into this uh welcome aboard i guess Hooperlino. but dune dune is based on the hit 1965 novel and it's made headways when it first came out as a sci-fi epic uh had a number of sequels and then it had its first film adaption and i believe what 1984 yeah 1984 by david lynch not met it met with, uh, you know, of course, it's 1984 and was no Star Wars film. it uh got a bit of a cult following, but definitely underperforming the box office. But either way, here we are, um, what, a, like, what, 30 plus years later, give or take? I'm sorry. Or, well, there I was a, age, television 20... oh, a television miniseries. Oh, television miniseries, too. Okay. In 2000.
0: And yeah. uh, I think the year 2000.
1: All right. How did that one do? Did anyone care about that one?
0: Not enough. Oh, I didn't <laughs> even know about it
1: recently. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that that that's my bir- first big question is: Are any of us were we familiar with Dune prior to, you know, the marketing behind this movie or anything? I I for one had nothing. I didn't know anything about Dune. I had no idea what Dune is. And when they announced Dune was going to be made uh, by Denis Villeneuve, uh, I was like, okay, sure. Dune. Dune. It's worms. Sand. Wow i didn't even know there was worms or sand
0: yeah for some reason i'm not familiar with the property i worked at a bookstore and so you know i've seen it on the shelves and i've seen you know the i feel like famous cover art and seen the famous words dune on the book but i've never opened up never read the back i pictured i think i knew it was sci-fi but i pictured it i thought it took place on mars for some reason um, so clearly, I did not know anything about it.
2: Alright, so we're yeah, all I coming I would, here. I also going on Mars. And there was just like worms on Mars. And the planet was called Dune instead. But, look how little we I mean.
0: <laughs> I mean, like, in our defense, you know, we are, we are children of the 90s. Um, the 84 movie appeared to flop. Uh, the 2000 television series appeared to not be too successful. It was on the sci-fi channel, so it's not quite you know easy to judge the way you would something that was on CBS or NBC back in the day.
1: Sci-fi channel um, gets a bad rap. They do. Rightfully it does so. get a bad rap.
0: Um, and so, I don't know. I think – I don't think this was something that was hugely culturally moving. Like I feel like when it comes to books – you know, the Jurassic Parks of the world, the Godfathers of the world, like those books had like gigantic films to kind of bolster, um, I feel like their cultural footprint that do just didn't have. I can get- In our defense.
1: I, I can agree with that. Yeah, um,
2: it skipped our generation, more or less. So- But its impact, you know, kind of didn't. I, I'm just going to say this now very quickly because when we have- the Sarlacc Pit, and will we have Tatooine and Star Wars without sandworms and Dune? I think it's safe to say
1: maybe George drew some inspiration from Dune.
0: I think okay. that's fair. Oh, boy. I was definitely I was definitely having some moments while watching this movie where I had to sit back, and I was almost like taken out of it. I was like, was George Lucas influenced by this? Because I was definitely catching some of those vibes and some of those similar things.
1: I think that's fair to say. I mean, yeah, it's a desert planet. <laughs> Tatooine, hands down. You know, you got the chosen one uh, story, right? Ooh, the voice. Ah, the voice. The oh, force. voice. Well, actually, that sure. whole nun mother yeah. tribe. Yeah, I think the inspiration is there for sure. And desert power sounds like, I don't know, being one with nature and everything. I don't know. Um, but either way, so we're here. Um, why did we come? Why are we here for Dune? Like, what drew you into Dune? Like, Puperlino, what was your big pull towards Dune? Was it the cast? Was it, you know, the credits of the director? Well, I, I feel you were hyped for Dune before anybody else.
0: Um, you know, I'll give it to you. Great question. I feel like, you know we've been i don't want to say oversaturated with kind of like when it comes to big franchises i feel like we've been oversaturated by like not even like the same type of movie even though a lot of people would argue you know superhero movies have like oversaturated uh the market but i just feel like we've been when it comes to these big budget things like they all kind of have like a similar look you know all the fast and furious is look the same like A lot of these Marvels, unfortunately, look the same, even though you're starting to see them kind of like get away from that with like Eternals and stuff like that. But um, I guess I say all this to say is that when I saw the first Dune trailer and to this day, it looked like nothing I had ever seen before. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's like some sci-fi elements. Yeah, you can probably make a connection to Tatooine and Star Wars, but just like the look, the tone of the movie um just from like two and a half minute trailers it really was like oh wow this looks like it's going to be a different visual experience than anything i've seen um so i would say the trailer from the get-go you know brought me in and then when it came to the cast like i feel like they nailed you know big named people um but not too big named it's all it's all people who are like either on the come up in terms of like timothy chalamet zendaya you give them five years they're just going to be like global mega mega stars um yes jason momoa is aquaman and you know you had poe dameron um in this movie as well oscar but, isaac put some respect on his name oscar isaac um I as per for dr rica Os- oscar uh, isaac yes you know um you had a lot of these you know bigger names but they still didn't feel like too big i guess is what i'm trying to say and it just felt like a strong cast coming together and so that was exciting as well
1: that's fair that's fair i can definitely say the cast is a big draw i saw the names and you can hook me with a good cast as long as they you know play well together nino what uh drew you in like i know you have literary background were you like trying to see a adaptation
2: or you know or what was going on I I didn't even I have never read the books, um, so. And was it in your literary knowledge though? It 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 was a book that existed. It was a series that existed. Um, so when I saw the, I think the I think also the the cast for me, uh, and also it was just like, you know, readily available, <laughs> uh, with the onset of home streaming.
1: Fair enough, it was very easy. So y'all watch it at home or what? I, I briefly wanna talk about this because
0: uh, of my experience. Uh, Hooper Lino, you watch it in theaters, right? I did, I, you know what? Um, somebody was telling me um, that it's like one of the biggest IMAXs on the East Coast or something. Like I went all out, I went IMAX. Um, you know, I bought the tickets like maybe a week and a half advance. I was like, row two, I was, I was there, you know, dead center, not messing around. I was not trying to watch it in front of the TV.
1: Fair enough. And Nino, you watch it at home, huh?
2: I watch it at home.
1: Let me tell you about my experience. You ever heard of the 40X, 40 experience? Mm-hmm. This, no. this was a movie for that. You know, Shrek 4D.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Imagine Shrek 4D times 10. So they're Shrek trying to
0: the Universal Ride? The
1: Universal Ride, right. hmm Okay. When they're flying around in the thing, your seat is moving with the ship. <laughs> your ship is going like this. Your seat with the oh, ship. Oh, yes, yeah, The 40X. Uh... Yeah, yeah. The 40X, when they got stabbed, if it was a major character that got stabbed, they jabbed you in the back.
0: No, they didn't. Yes, you didn't they see the did. movie like I this. I promise
1: you, when Jason Momoa went down, I felt his pain. Literally. <laughs> Felt his pain. When he caught I didn't even
0: know this stuff existed. This
1: thing exists. I didn't know it existed either. It was really cool. When he caught that little thing, they blew a little air fire ear.
0: I don't know Uh, how I feel about was but (laughs) it was so
1: cool. And it did not take you out of the movie too. Even for like the slower scenes, they kind of sway you. You know. It was very cool. It was very different. Sounds like a gimmick. That's what it sounds like. Sounds like
0: (laughs) It's definitely a gimmick, but it's like sounds like a great way to watch a movie the second time.
1: No, it was really cool the <laughs> first time, I'll tell you. And I'll tell you what: not being a fan of Dune, I think I I, I will never forget my experience with Dune now. So, um,
0: yeah, all can right. we talk about that? How do we before? I guess um, before yeah, we, we get into deep, like how we, about we felt about really the movie, right? But like you know, going in, we were all weren't unfamiliar. Um, we all had different levels of excitement, but where are we now after seeing Dune? You said like that RDX version made you a fan. Are we, are we Dune fans now? Do we want the sequel?
1: I am a lukewarm Dune fan. Very lukewarm.
0: Still very lukewarm.
1: I will say I need a sequel. I will say that because, and we'll get into, or we're not going to like pick apart the movie scene by scene, but, um... That ending, we—I mean, we could just get into it right now. That ending,
0: it wasn't a climax, <laughs> like Ooh, jumping straight to the ending.
1: I mean, yeah, we can um, just, let's just do it. Let's have some fun. Yeah. That ending was not a climax. I didn't it was feel, kind of a climax. Nothing, like, was, nothing was resolved. You had this terrible, terribly easy one-on-one with Paul and this fremen. That did not even seem like a challenge. Paul had him beat gems, every yeah. single time. He's
2: like, yield, well, that's yield. but but what do you call it? It, it? I think it I think it served really well as like because I went into it, I was like, okay, what comes after this? Why did they choose to end it here? And it has a two year time skip right after this event, so I was like, this makes perfect sense why they cut it here, um, even though it's only like nothing gets resolved. But his he has the character arc. That climaxes you know he's afraid he's you know he's unwilling to let go of I guess like his familial traditions and to um, I guess to become this you know chosen one you know savior of this of these people um, that has been like laid out for him and I think they make it pretty clear when he's fighting they said oh Paul Atreides has to die for whatever that name to rise and then they show different visions of how the fight could have gone down. Um I think I think it was fine for the climax of the like for the for his climax and I know why they I get I get why they ended it there but you're right nothing did get resolved and I, I think it's not supposed to yet.
1: Which is fine but that's why I need a sequel. So that's why I'm coming off of this film. Like it's a cool film. It's a good film. But it definitely leaves you wanting more. and it's high key upsetting to think about if this movie doesn't get a sequel.
0: High it's key. tough. yeah, it's t- it's tough when you're, you know, as uh, Nino was speaking towards, you know, it's like like clearly, if there's a two year time skip after this, then it makes sense for it to end here. And I guess when you're sticking close to the source material, you know, you have to, like, make some decisions like that. But for, like, I feel like the average moviegoer, you know what I mean, who has consistently in pretty much every movie that's come out ever, you know, everything's building to, like, a climactic moment. And whether you're thinking about whether it's going to have a sequel or not, you still want to ride that rhythm, that wave of, like... All right, well, we're building something, we're building towards something, and then boom, we're hit with the climactic moment. And the problem with Dune is that there was a lot of climactic moments, but the last one, if I'm ranking them, like maybe it's seventh. Like that battle, um, that towards the end, like, yeah, it was cool, but it never felt like, oh, everything's leading us to this point it just felt like oh this is another part of the story here we go here we go oh it's over that's it um and it's funny like i started hearing the music build like after that battle and it started really building and i was like it was like i thought to myself i was like i have been in the theater pretty long right this is this it i was saying is the that- same thing and then oh. boom Cuts to black.
1: Yeah, I was looking at, um, I, I was with Darce and I was like, yo, I, I think it's about to end. <laughs> he was like, really? I was like, yeah, I think it's over.
0: Yeah. And um, I mean, so I think the probably easiest, best thing you can probably compare into, it it's probably not fair because Peter Jackson nah, did it all in one it. shooting. But, but I love the Fellowship of the Ring. Right. And I think, best, one. and I think. I think it's the best one because the whole movie is building to its ending, even though it's a part of a larger piece of work. You know, uh, throughout the movie, Frodo is constantly relying.
1: Oh, you cut off. You're, you're off. We can't hear you. We lost you. Where'd he go? Well, I mean, you're here. But we can't hear you.
0: I can't hear you. Where are you? Uh, uh, oh, Oh, you you're back. You're back. All right, I'm back. All right. Where was I? Was I saying like Frodo keeps relying on like Gandalf yes. and right there, Legolas? That's where, you were. That's where yeah. you were, right? Yes. Okay. So, in the end, when like he finally makes the decision to be like, you know what? I got to do this on my own. I can't like rely on these strangers. Like I can't um, keep Allow falling back to on everybody die for else. Me? Yes, I can't let people die for me. Like Frodo's like I'm going to go do it. I'm I'm out of here. And then it doesn't even stop there. It like sprinkles this beautiful like cherry on top by saying Sam's like, "You know what? I hear you, Frodo. You are making the maybe the right decision, but I won't let you. I can't swim. I'm going to risk my life to join you." Um like both metaphorically And literally, because he's going to die in the water, (laughs) trying to join Frodo. And it's so good. It's such a good ending to that first movie, even though you know, like, oh, the journey's just getting started. You know what I mean? And I know it's not fair to compare it to The Fellowship of the Ring. But I think I was, like, deep down hoping for that. Like, you know, a kind of single movie conclusion while obviously setting up what was to come next
1: right and i mean we get a taste of what's to come next it's just yeah the ending just didn't feel you know climactic yeah it didn't have that clear-cut moment of this is what's going to happen i mean we have a bunch of characters we have no idea if they're alive or dead at this Probably point different.
2: uh most likely dead
1: i i don't know like, if you didn't see them die that's our that's our whole thing you know if, I if mean, you, that's true if you
2: don't see, see? I don't think Josh Brolin I think dead. Josh Brolin's alive. Right. Yeah. Cuz yeah. he had such little time in this movie. He did. I'm like is this character going to come back cuz Josh Brolin's a big name.
1: He is for a big very man.
2: for a very minor role. I was like this he's definitely going to try and come back.
1: Well, shoot, they they killed off a lot of people. Uh I didn't think his father was going to die. Uh I didn't I thought yeah, I thought Duncan Idaho, Jason Momoa, is about to be the kind of uh, Aragon-type character, you know, the protector-type character of Paul. Man, he got it quick, too, you know? Um, They didn't leave a lot. Uh, Well, and I think also that's really good storytelling because now I'm looking at the Harkonnens, and I'm like, man, I don't like these guys at all. They just, and I, oh, my gosh, uh, Stellan Skarsgård, is that big fat one the Baron yeah,
2: completely complete transformation I knew I recognized his face I had to look it up and like I was like is this guy who I think it is bootstrap like, Bill yeah oh uh, what do you call is it? that guy? who that is that's yes. trap Bill that, the the scientist from the Avengers movie um oh that too Dark yeah uh, from the fourth oh yeah. wow Dr. Selvig, yeah yeah a oh, lot. Wow. A I didn't lot see him at movies.
1: all oh he got lost in that role he was creepy he, he was, had me yeah. Every time he started floating, I was like, oh, my.
0: Is he floating or was he stretching his body?
1: Okay. No, no, it's anti-grav. He's floating, right. But why he thought himself that tall, I don't know. I was going
0: back and forth.
1: I was was going back and forth.
2: I mean, between, like,
0: between him, like, floating and also just like having this gigantic torso and i didn't know what was creepier (laughs) yeah i thought
2: he might have been a worm
1: too i was like oh he's just a kind of a giant slug type character
2: it did Um, get confusing when they came to like clean up the clean out the bodies in the dining hall and you just see like the long section of like tubing um i was like oh shit so he really is a snake and then you just see him like choking on the roof. Which oh man, I, is... I wish he had
0: ate it there.
1: I was not looking. I wanted him to die.
0: Yeah, I did um, want him to die also. But um, if we're speaking about like, I guess like I don't want to say the, un- and it's I think it's safe to say we all like things about this movie. So I don't want to come across as like, we're all just roasting it. Um, But if we're speaking towards like how unsatisfactory the ending might have been, I feel like a part of it is that we don't quite know where the story is going. It's like the movie opens um, and, you know, you start to kind of piece together the world. And it feels like it's the story of, like, this one planet, this one house, trying to form an alliance with, like, this, from what it looks like, kind of like uh, a planet with people who are um i don't want to say like they're not savages but they're yeah but like people. aren't quite yeah aren't quite as respected throughout the galaxy or they are not the universe. as pro-
1: they're they're not as progressive and yeah, in the I mean, ways in their society deem it progressive
0: yeah. mm-hmm. like and they're then,
1: not they're not out here interstellar traveling you yes know? exactly
0: then halfway through the movie, like, you know, House Katie's. Atreides. Um, I mean, Atreides. Atreides. I apologize for um, getting some of these names wrong. I feel like that's going to be a running theme. Um, is that, you know, they wipe out the house, like, immediately. Oh, my God. Like, you know God. what I mean? Like. <laughs> I felt so bad. They didn't stand a chance. It's just like, you know, it's like the battle begins and then it's over. They Well, lose it's so a great weird. battle. It's a great battle, but it's like. It's not a war. It's like one battle, and they're gone. And um, yeah, well, they lose very quickly. Attack.
2: There was a it was a surprise attack where none of their shields were up. Mm-hmm. A lot of their, their stuff weapons got are out.
0: Their weapons yeah. are
2: outdated. They were oh. asleep. Like everyone was asleep.
0: And I guess the allegedly. idea was like this was the emperor's plan to get them off the planet so All they could right. be attacked. Um, Wait, I was just we... gonna say that. What, what are you going to say?
1: Well, that's the thing we were debating the whole time was like, okay, so, and I looked this up too. I watched a comparison between the 84 film and this watch film. Mojo. Oh, yeah, it was the watch mojo. Mm-hmm. It was. Um, yeah. The Emperor in the 84 film, and maybe it's in the book too, he blatantly, this is his plan to get rid mm-hmm. of House Atreides.
0: But we never see the Emperor in this movie.
1: Exactly. We are over here having to assume and infer. That this is must what he wanted to create animosity between Atreides and Harkonnen, to where the Harkonnen will seek out revenge. But then the Emperor just willingly gives them his troops.
0: But you know? I, I think there was no, like I a think- small moment. There was a small moment where I think um, towards the end. Oh boy! And I apologize again for these names. Where our friend Vladimir Harkonnen. Um, he's speaking to Dave Batista's character, his Glossu nephew, right. Robin, the nephew. He's saying like, "Yo, those the forces we got from the Emperor cost us a fortune. Like, that wasn't like that wasn't like, yo, the the Emperor was spotting them something that cost them a ton of money. And so the way I interpreted that is that the Harkonnen who had been harvesting the dust from uh, the planet." Which yeah, is the, called spice, the spice the spice the yeah. spice from the planet called Arrakis, Arrakis that we all know Arrakis, Arrakis. <laughs> the the planet from Arrakis is that they had built up major wealth um you know and they were kind of okay kind of like you know not necessarily continuing to get the spice um and so when they decided like hey we need the emperors you know, soldiers to kind of, like, seal the deal. They got them, but they paid a ton. And now they are, you know, left without a lot in their bank account. And so that's why he tells his nephew, Glossu, um, yo, like, squeeze. I think he uses the word squeeze. Like, squeeze that planet. We need the spice. And not only that, if any of the Fremen get in the way, kill them. You're just yeah. like, yo, I'm over it. I'm not trying to play these games anymore. That costs us a ton of money. Squeeze and kill.
2: And then what do you call it? They they mention it in the film, like with that uh, witch lady. The oh, uh, you know which I, one?
1: I forget the name of that little. Uh, I don't uh, even know uh, the whatever, covenant. The witch,
2: the witch ladies. Right. Um. They um. They visited uh the Harkonnens, and I think it was a plan concocted. Like the emperor was like, okay, we'll we'll go along with your plan because we're afraid of house atreides of gaining too much power and like trying to like overthrow you know what do you call it me so i'm just gonna let like you know we're gonna create a deal where we create this whole scenario to take them out and then i don't have to worry about them and then you still get you like it like it works out for both of them because then they remove an enemy off the table because the harkonnens and the house atreides they mentioned that they were at war with each other like for
1: hundreds of years they said
2: yeah right and then what do you call it that um, would, um the emperor was just afraid of the house of Trades getting too much power
1: which apparently they were really powerful they uh duke uh leto uh oscar isaacs was like you know uh we've been ruling the seas and been ruling the air then you put them in a place where they can't have either well to the degree of their battle knowledge goes so, yeah, it was a huge setup, man. Yeah, they squeezed it. He, <laughs> The Duke was like, that's my Dune. My Dune. That's the only time they said the word Dune. Yeah,
0: movie. you're right. <laughs> and it's, so it's like, I guess, let's, to bring it back to, like, what is the overall arc of this story? You know what I mean? Like, we're getting some of this, like, uh, chosen one type stuff. But I don't know if that was, like, you know, communicated perfectly Cause I'm, I get that Paul's like the kind of like perfectly manicured child between like blood racist. Yes. That they've been trying to build, you know, uh, organically, uh, for lack of a better Mm -hmm. term, you know what I mean? Organically. uh, Well, yeah.
2: They they were like. (laughs) It, this is like taking it to the extreme but they were basically like oh this blonde hair blue-eyed child will save everyone
1: oh of course he wasn't
0: blonde hair and blue-eyed but they say they, he, he,
1: he would that's kind of what like they were them. getting
0: at he yeah would yeah walk he was...
1: like them but not be of them
0: and they mentioned like it's been taking a long time like they've been at this for years like trying to create the perfect gene pool or something and so anyway so there's kind of like paul's the chosen one zendaya's character is involved but is the overall story to take down the empire um is it to get revenge on the harkonnen is it to be this special chosen one and whatever that implies i feel like there's still a lot of questions that i think i don't know that like that don't necessarily take away from the movie, but like, if they were answered, add to the overall series. Like from the get-go, you know, like, all right, Frodo's on a road to Mount Doom. To the very, ring.
1: very one note, destroy
0: the ring.
1: <laughs> destroy the serious. ring.
0: You know what I mean? Like, all right. At the we the not care of these how three you movies, do it.
1: Get it in that freaking mountain. <laughs> Let it be done. He's,
0: he's got to destroy the ring. Right. And so I don't know. I don't even want to say, I don't even want to like critique. Um Denny Villeneuve Villeneuve because um, I thought he I mean I thought the direction of this movie was great I don't really have like anything I would quite change that I think would enhance it but I do think that could be a thing that's like hindering its you know overall potential is the fact that we don't quite know where this is going
2: so and I have a cousin who actually read the book And I immediately called up my cousin after I watched the film because it left me very confused um, just for a number of reasons. And I asked her, Oh, uh, do they explain any of this in the book? And she says, absolutely not. They don't explain Ah. anything of it. They just kind of throw you in and say, good luck. And the reader is supposed to like, you know, map out the dots themselves. Um, And then it gets explained in later books. But you're right. It does need like for a moving going experience. It's okay if it's a book, I would say, because the medium requires you to investigate. It requires you to commit to reading, you know, a five or, you know, a 500 page or a thousand page book. But when you're watching a movie that's like two and a half hours, you want something, you want something to be clear enough to be able to get the characters where they need to go. And that's, and that's a, I I don't think it's a fault on the movie for being a, a a great adaptation. Cause apparently uh, she said that it was almost one-to-one with the book. So I think book fans will be happy, but Paul's character didn't have a motive the entire movie.
0: Ah, yes.
1: He was inquisitive. I mean, he wanted to learn more.
0: I I don't want to I don't want to start spewing some hot takes. You we can do some. But I takes don't know here. I don't know if all right. I mean, it's gonna be super lukewarm. Sure. Super lukewarm take. Um, because I think I am reserving, uh, myself for the future installments.
1: I feel I, am I didn't the same really. Way.
0: I feel like I didn't really connect with Paul's character. Um, you know, he just seemed really broody. He just seemed like – it felt like he had a lot of weight on his shoulders, so maybe that's, like, why Timothy Chalamet, who I think is a great actor, kind of portrayed him that way. Um, The only kind of moments you really get, like, a piece of his character are, A, when he's kind of interested in the Furman race and he's, like, you know, watching those videos. And then whenever Duncan Idaho, whose name I have no problem remembering – uh, shows up on the screen he gets really excited Yeah, like, really really joyful my
2: father away from my father like that, yeah that, he was definitely like he basically raised that kid this with his father he was like Man, you know, he's rude. scared of his
1: father he's like yes sir. <laughs> he's like don't ever and go he
2: was like this huge guy
0: yeah <laughs> um but it's, it's like, like you both know, his
1: parents are kind of mean he's growing up with a but it's Not weird. It. It's like a very felt- strict father, and a mother who's, uh, you know, like indebted to this code, the, are, of you know, covenant of women, yeah. which is, you know, ask me for the water, Paul.
2: Like you know, I think I think uh, what do you call it? I think, uh, I texted uh, Grandmaster Hoop while I was watching the movie, and I said all this bleep Jessica does is
0: cry. Really? About that, you
1: texted me the, oh yes you I, did i see
0: it now wow um, okay. for the first lady jessica yeah, yeah for the first
2: hour and 45 minutes of the movie all jessica did was cry and i was like when are you gonna do something and then the scene with the helicopter came and i was like oh shit!" Okay. hell yeah she,
1: she 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 got the voice down very yeah, cool aspect cool. of the film
0: the voice that was that was a cool i think that's a cool revelation because i felt like we didn't know she was capable of doing it until then
1: we didn't know the um like the grand we knew she was
0: teaching paul um right right but we didn't know she like had it down pat
1: but yeah the only other tease we got with it was when the older one the head the headmistress whatever you want to call her, when she went to the heart scene
0: was intense yes yeah when she told that that creature thing right uh, no 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 i meant when paul put his hand in, hand the, in the thing
1: oh that thing. thing yeah right
0: yeah that was intense that was a uh, that that lady was super creepy um the way she like just kind of boss lady jessica around um you don't even see what's happening in the in that little box but it just felt so painful like i felt like my hand started sweating but um that was a really cool scene um yeah, I guess I was going to say, like, when it comes to Lady Jessica and our Duke Leto, or Leto, um, is that I just felt like they had, like, aspects of their character. I think you just don't necessarily, like, see in your typical kings and queens. Like, the fact that there was this, like, this the one scene where um, King Leto um, says to Paul, hey, I understand that you're a little nervous about like taking everything on. And I was like, I was like taken aback. I was like, every movie, every King character that I've ever seen doesn't care that their prince or princess feels pressured. They're just like, hey, you gotta do it. Sorry, this is the this is the gig. Um, well, this character was like, hey, I was similar to you. I wanted to be a pilot when I was your age, um, you know? Uh, leaders aren't <laughs> took, called.
2: <laughs> I I to t- a, another vision of
0: Paul, and he just sees his dad flying in the next wing. He's like, "Hmm, that's an alternate universe." <laughs> 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 yeah, you know what I mean. Like, there's that scene also. Um, one of my favorites. Uh, but the fact that he was just like in that moment, understanding of like what his child was going through, was just so one so heartwarming, warming. Like maybe connect to his character. Uh, but also just felt like very different, I feel like, from your typical king characters. And then like Lady Jessica throughout the fact that she's like not even necessarily a queen. The fact that he's like she's she's described concubine. as a concubine. She's a, a concubine. concubine. Right. She was she was so cool. Like that was like that's she was such a cool character. She was. She
1: was. She was. a. She was. A, people call her the co-star. It was really a lot of screen time for her and Paul. And that's the thing.
0: And then Paul's, you know, Paul, he's he's having some visions. He has a crush on the girl and his visions. But it just felt like you were missing, like, those really, I don't know, connecting points, connecting Mm -hmm. moments with Paul. That will probably come in the next installments.
2: Yeah, I guess. I'll go
1: ahead. Oh, no, I guess, you know, right now we're with Paul and trying to figure out everything that's going on. He doesn't really know, you know, what's going on and why the Harkonnens are out here, you know, purging their family. Uh, he knows his father has always had an affinity and respect for the Fremen people. And he knows he wants to, you know, uh, rest- or establish those bonds with them because he, they, you know, there are tidbits that Paul has been given through his life. And now he's, you know, thrown into the mix and he has to you know, follow up on them and make good on those uh life lessons because now everybody who was giving them life lessons is gone. And I'm I'm, I'm okay with kind of how the movie doesn't give you everything. Cause I, I was actually enjoying piecing it together, trying to figure out the hierarchy of power here. Like, where do those women sit? Cause they seem pretty high. And they're the ones who got the voice. The voice to me looks like the most powerful thing in this uh universe you know and not anybody else is doing it that duke was the duke duke Harkonnen wasn't doing it duke leto wasn't doing it so how why do these people bend to the emperor you know and they got the voice why are they the ones bending the knee?
0: are so, they bending to the knee are, are it feels like I don't know. It, they feels they like, it feels like
2: it feels like i don't know
0: they're doing like some puppetry it feels like they're kind of going with the flow as long as it suits them. And I feel like if yeah. it starts to not suit them, they kind of redirect it. Because I don't have, you know what? They made it clear that Lady Jessica and Paul were not supposed to die and they weren't supposed to yep. be killed. Right. Um, yeah, and, that's why they, yeah.
1: and they told them, you cannot kill them.
0: Yeah. They're they like in exile. Yes, exactly. And, and pretended and then, like
2: they, that still upset them, even though they set this whole thing up. Like, and it was run. like
0: yeah no absolutely and it was like that thing i feel like a lot of people have been using the term like plot armor recently i felt like this was creative plot armor like they should have stabbed paul and jessica in their bedrooms but because they didn't want to get caught in that lying test i think they mentioned
1: yes um, they, that was the big thing they not they knew they would fail
0: they knew they would fail. They said like, hey, let's just drop them in the middle of the desert uh, well, and then they'll They die. said, let's
2: drop Paul in the middle of the oh desert. Oh my dude. God, yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. They it started
1: getting...
2: I've
1: never been with a highborn, <laughs> they said.
0: It started getting dark um, in that Game of Thrones way, but that felt... That felt real. It felt like it wasn't like, you know, uh, something you throw in there because, oh, this will jar the audience. It was like, It made sense like these gruesome kind of disgusting characters like they probably would you know say stuff like that and maybe like go through on their words but of course they weren't given the opportunity to
1: right and i'm glad they didn't uh i'm one of those guys i don't like any of the harkonnens and dave bautista was hardly on screen do you think are (laughs) are you a fan of the fact that they hyped up a lot of these stars just for them not really to get much screen time at all but i mean granted they knew there was going to be a sequel but like we barely saw any of the fremen like javier Bardem, uh barely saw zendaya other than the <laughs> many visions he had and the shots of her walking into the desert or you know uh think, they, and they Batista too we barely saw any of him i'm i feel they got a bigger role to play
2: uh, I, I feel like th- this is kind of like an ensemble cast, you know? It, like Yeah. Uh, so they, what do you call it? They really, they were, they probably pitched it to them being like, you want to be in like the the intergalactic Game of Thrones movie s- series of the <laughs> century? Then the only person that is going to have screen time is, you know, uh, Timothy, whatever his name is. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, um, what, yeah, go, go ahead, go ahead.
0: I was just I was gonna kind of like piggy off of that um you know it's definitely it definitely felt that way it definitely didn't feel like any of the actors like were sold something um and then like found found out like oh I'm only this like Josh Brolin's character like you know he's like the second to the king you know what I mean but there there's also like Jason Momoa's character, who's, like, a great warrior, you know what I mean? That's, like, I felt like they dispersed a lot of the, um, kind of, like, character roles you find in, like, your typical sci-fi fantasy stuff, where it would be, like, oh, the best friend of the king is also the warrior, who's also, uh, the smartest guy on the crew, um, and instead they were able to, like, and who's also the nurse, like, they were able to, like, spread it out, um, I think in like the best way, and I think when you are aware of like, there's only one ball in basketball, like you know what I mean. There's only one camera that only can be on so many people. So I wouldn't say they would have been surprised, except I think Zendaya, no, in for that sure. I don't know if she was surprised by maybe how little screen time she was given, but it feels like the way she was marketed and uh, kind yes. of like this this one two. Like, hey, Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya; these are your stars of this movie. It's a great cast, but like, these are your characters. I definitely, it me. definitely wasn't that. It no. definitely was not that. They, <laughs> they
1: knew what they
2: were doing by getting her at the forefront of the marketing. And it's probably again, I, I, I don't know if I like this about the marketing. Uh, uh you know these. Uh, I've said it to you know, y'all before, but. Uh, these movie companies are going, please, please watch my movie and make another one. It'll be good. I, I don't know if I like that because I'm like, make a good movie. You know, make a movie where I can just sit down and be like, okay, this is complete. But now we're like wrestling with these questions, and we have a whole movie that was marketed with Zendaya, and Zendaya's is only in five minutes of the movie, and some of it was in slow mo. So how, mu- <laughs> how much time was really like in? Was she in the movie? Uh
1: probably the as far as a star billing goes she probably had the least amount of screen time for sure but again I guess that's okay but I will say this have we had when was the last time we had an epic movie or a movie that was you know posed as the next great epic because with that said I'm surprised this film didn't take the Peter Jackson road and just film all parts back to back you know Peter Jackson I think he shot the end of return of the king where they're all bound to frodo and all them before he filmed the rest of the movie that was one of the first scenes he filmed why didn't this movie i, I mean i get, do studios not take chances on that production you know
2: because
1: well, i mean peter jackson is proof that you can knock it out of the park
2: well we have to remember the current landscape i was actually list i was actually listening to a, a video um I, I forget what uh uh, I think her name, uh, YouTube name, is Sarah Zed, um, and she was right. Uh, she was talking about the end of the YA dystopian craze, um, and surprisingly, studios are afraid to do to promise like a part one and a part two, or even multiple installments. The only I think the only studio that can get away with that is probably Star Wars, because we know if, if it's a movie, it's going to be a trilogy unless stated otherwise. But after Harry Potter um and Breaking Dawn and then Mocking Jay completely butchered the part one and part two, it became it's a basically a like you can't do a part one and part two anymore because um fans will be like, Oh, you know, like I'll just rent it in a year and then go see the movie. Um because of the and you can look at it as like there's been like a like at least three movies, three big blockbuster movies I think, that have completely bombed Um, With the part one and part two. Marking J-Bombs.
1: Divergent. Uh, They didn't even make it to their part two.
2: No, they didn't. They shut down production on their part two. And I didn't know this, but um, she actually said that that's why the Avengers movies, Infinity War, got split split up into two movies, marketing-wise, instead of its original billing of Avengers Ah. Infinity War Part One and Avengers Infinity War Part Two.
0: That's fascinating. That is really fascinating. Well, so, um, I also,
2: I'll
1: say this to that uh, about the Avengers: they did say they were tonally two different films, which I agree with, and that was another. I would reason, agree with that too. That's another reason why they said we didn't want to call it
2: part two. Well, okay, it's also so because of money.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. I mean, so we're, sure. we're t- we've we've opened up the door to talk about like box office, which feels, which feels like it's been such a story within the ether. Um, when it's come to this movie, I feel like more than a lot of movies, you know what I mean? It's like, there's always that entrance, like, oh, will Black Widow movie do well? Um, I think in these COVID times, there's always like, um, oh, will this movie do well in comparison to these other COVID movies, or will it do kind of like pre-2020 numbers? So the box office, I feel like has been, you know culturally more culturally relevant more than ever but i almost want to it almost felt like it's been doubled down on top of that when it's come to dune um it just feels like there's one there's been a lot of excitement to it and it's like so set up it's not even like trying to set itself up set itself up as a franchise it's saying like we are telling this single story but it's not over you know what i mean so it's like it's in this weird slot where it's like it's, it's not going to get a sequel. It's going to get the next part of the story, you know? and fair. fair. So I think if you want to see the story continue, there's just been a lot of push, I think, from a lot of, like, the movie critics and, like, I don't want to call them influencers, but a lot of the kind of, I don't know, people with fingers on the pulse of this stuff that I've been following on Twitter and stuff that's been really pushing, hey, get to the theaters for this movie. Show your support for it. It needs it because... They're really skeptical that if it doesn't make a certain amount of money that impresses warner brothers that it might not get you know a sequel which could tie back to your point about like why it wasn't all filmed in one you know uh mm. denise yes. villeneuve like his <laughs> was blade runner reason. was blade runner 2049 his last movie uh, yeah,
2: 2017, yeah. That really, really sucks because Lady Runner 2049 is a fantastic film. Uh, but it did it terrible didn't. at the butter
0: Yeah, I mean, like, the budget was anywhere. Like, I'm reading this off of Wikipedia. We stay on Wikipedia. Um, The budget was 150 that, to $185 million, which budget is your, was
1: really big. That's a that's really big your, budget.
0: Yeah, that's like, you know, that's like a big Marvel movie. You know what I mean? Like, a big one and it made 260 million at the box office. Mm-hmm. Usually um, that would be, that'd be the lowest Marvel movie. I think of all time,
2: Yeah, um, at least in
0: the MCU, at least in the MCU. Yeah, I
2: think Incredible Hulk is right above that. And what do you call it? Uh, they, I, I think, uh, what do you call it? The same YouTube that I was watching actually mentioned that I didn't know this, but um, to, to break even typically you have to make twice your budget correct That's to break even and i didn't i didn't know that so you know hopefully this movie breaks even because right now it's a 165 million um so well, well of his budget
1: that's so. the thing though is that the numbers when we talk about box office the numbers are very skewed for covid box office you know
0: especially for things that are released day and date on streaming services correct. Um, that's like proved it with um the Disney Marvel movie that came out in September. Shang-Chi. Yes, Shang-Chi, that like did really well because Disney pulled the plug. They were like, we're not playing this game anymore. If you wanna watch this, go to the theaters. And it then it did really well. Um, it has So more this one,
1: than uh, Black Widow.
0: Yes, and so Warner Brothers, um, they committed it early on in this year and they've stuck to their word and said like, hey, we're doing this the entire year. Um, And so that's the thing, you know, recently, uh, some higher ups at Warner Brothers has come out and said, pretty much said like, Hey, a sequel's coming. You know, they've tried to make it clear. A lot of the people with their fingers on the pulse are still skeptical of like these words, like what's an exact word saying like, Oh yeah, sure. We'll do it. Like you can, I don't think people are really going to believe it until like, you know, things like there's a, there's a set being built or actors. Are you know blocking off their time or like the cameras rolling? Like you know, um, yeah. Because I was yeah, I was just gonna say that you know, Blade Runner twenty forty nine did it do well? Like, does Diddy Villeneuve have his? Um, I don't know if he has the resume to say like, hey, give me four hundred million, I'll make you three movies. It I don't, sucks. I don't think he's there yet.
2: It it sucks because I think it's true. I don't think he like i don't think he has the resume yet in terms of box office but i do think he has the resume in terms of quality
1: yes it's quality that, he has
2: right he, he came out during you know like at least with his last movie and with this movie like both damn both movies just came out through really tough times because in 2017 you know it was in the middle of the marvel craze it was in the 2017 was also oh, a big Star 2017 Wars was film. a good yeah yeah, it was it there was so many things that came out and it came out with a November release if I remember remember correctly. Oh, actually, yeah, it was right up against uh if it was
1: November, it was right up It was October. Justice League. It was oh, October. October. So, no, Justice League was big. Um Justice League Heavy Thor Hiddens. came out around that time, Thor Ragnarok. And
0: this is like, you know, and this is like very similar. Like it's like uh blade runner is based off a short story i think you know it's uh like a famous short story no no no, no
2: it's not a short story it's a it's a novel it's a full um, book
0: okay the, the do androids dream of
2: electric sheep there you
0: go i think it's one of the all-time great name changes to change yeah uh uh do androids dream of electric sheep to blade runner uh great name change um you know what i mean it's so it's based off of a previous a famous piece of literature this one blade runner had you know has a cult following that those older doom you know attempts don't have you know what i mean the original blade runner does um you had harrison ford who's you know it's harrison ford you had ryan gosling in 2017 I don't know if he's at the peak of his powers at that moment but like you know he's it's pretty rigidid. big
1: in the 2010s i would say that's his biggest
2: run
0: the problem is is that you
2: have to also remember blade runner um even though it's a it's a cult classic but it did terrible when it first released um mm-hmm. because of because of studio interference actually so, yeah with
1: that said i think blade runner found most success in the in cult video. following
2: and because yeah they they gave him a director's uh, ridley scott a director's cut and he kept you know he, he you know some say george lucas was you know changes his stuff but ridley scott really changed that movie up because they added like really bad things in the theatrical version so i don't know could you say that like yes two cult movies and then to like a big budget production it i it, i don't i hope this you know, strikes, he, it strikes something in people to want to go watch it um, because it's a very well-made film. And he really knows how to use camera work and he really knows what he wants to see on screen um, and execute it well. But um, it's it's all up in the air right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. no, because uh, I loved Arrival. I thought Arrival was fantastic. Yes. We went in blind yes. to Arrival. And I think that really right. enhanced my yeah, view of amazing. it. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, that sounds amazing still not seeing a rock oh my goodness uh well anyways you know yeah i i totally agree and it's like it's not even like i want this to be like to be i don't know make 500 million i don't have like an amount on my mind i just wanted to make it enough that the the studio execs the producers are like hey that was super successful here's everything you need to make the next one i don't want it to be like one i don't want it to be like hey you can't make it that would be terrible um and i definitely don't want it to be like
2: you know you did did okay
0: you did okay you know like we're gonna dial it back like maybe you can use less sand maybe (laughs) your worms can be like less big like i i don't want him to be like handcuffed at all um you know i want it to be as successful it needs to be so that he can make his exact vision for the next installment that he wants to make
1: fair yeah, I need them filming on location again. I think that really... It was authentic filming. A lot of it was filmed right on location. in uh United uh, Arab Emirates. Um, they went to Scandinavia for uh, their Calderon, whatever their planet is called. Uh, mm. Yeah, he knew what he wanted. He had a vision. He executed it. And it's a really enjoyable film. I did not walk away not enjoyed. Uh, I have plenty of questions, but I like having questions. I like being invested in the mythos. I like peeling back the pieces. I like going to the wikia pages, start reading stuff and sp- trying not to spoil myself, but, uh, I yeah. really want a sequel.
0: Yeah. And so, um, uh, I wanted to expand this conversation to, you know, all right. We're talking about as an individual, like, how do you guys feel? I guess, how do you guys feel it, you know, its place within the greater cultural entertainment context? Um, do you guys want to see more movies like this? Do you guys want to see more attempts at, you know, this isn't quite new IP, but, like, it's, um, it feels different than kind of, like, what we've been getting, which is, like, you know, Fast and the Furious, you know, King Kong's had a nice run recently. Um, you know, Star Wars, Godzilla MCU. Team, yeah, yeah they've um, they had a nice run recently. Can't forget
2: the mummy. <laughs> All right. The, I and, don't know uh, if
0: that's had a nice run recently. You, though. Well,
1: they try to bring it back with the universe, uh, the dark universe. Um, I am not opposed to filmmakers, uh, you know, grabbing the book and <sighs> I remember this. This is good. I'm not opposed to that uh, I mean they're trying to make Transformers a thing again if they want to do sci-fi give me something like Dune this was enjoyable um, it didn't knock it out of the park as much as Avatar did which is crazy um, I, I I'll never understand how Avatar really captured people
0: um, 3D as as December 3D. release I, I I promise you I remember vividly you the, and i went into that mouth.
1: movie i mean yeah, my brother indeed. and i years ago James uh, Cameron's heavy, a household name. went into that movie like three weeks after avatar premiered we did it not was see that. we did not see that on opening day right
0: and it was slammed I had the never- word of the word of mouth around that movie is unlike anything i've ever seen i feel like i feel like in or infinity war probably came close in terms of word of mouth but the way our culture works now is that nothing nothing stays word of mouth for very long until like the next thing pops up you know it's like
2: yeah it the, took it took it took ending game a while to pass it just because what do you call it you know number one the tickets weren't as expensive because of course that 3d december release premium you can only see it in select theaters um and you had to see it in 3d you had to go see it in i you know what i mean like and this was, like, before, like, it was a commonplace thing to do these things. I think that was, like, the very big, and then 3D just blew up. But, It yeah. was never
0: as good. Nothing. It was just never as good. I mean, like, I don't want to go on an Avatar tangent. Yeah. But I'm always down to go on an Avatar tangent. I'll well, just, just say this. the 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 whole structure of Avatar is that, you know, you are, that there's, Jake Sully, and he's becoming an avatar and he's entering this very uh, fantastic, uh, naturalistic, um, you know, kind of crazy world. And that's where the 3D is like perfect. You know what I mean? It like feels like you are experiencing something new. And I just think they went hand in hand. Um, The movies that followed, like, that tried to do uh, that just tried to do 3D for the sake of doing 3D. Just like never, never were able to match. Like I think thematically, what Avatar was doing. You don't think the Lava girl, Starboy
1: and Lava girl, 3D. I think no, that before, came before. before. Yeah, that came did, before. It did, it did, it yeah, this, did, was, this I, was different. You 3D don't think technology. that was the you don't think that was the groundbreaking th- 3D. Uh, I feel like impact. I feel like
0: there's a couple waves of 3D. One of them is the reach out oh, into no. the crowd no. <laughs> 3D, yeah. and then there's like, oh, like I can see some distance in this screen 3D that Avatar uh, initiated, perfected, and then nobody else was able to do it again. Um, I'm trying I to dis- think, wasn't there? I disagree. Was it was. was one, it a, few, clash of Titans? Or... Um, all of them I'm were talking,
1: converted to 3d versus
2: yeah but what do you know, call it the, uh, what do you call it if you do you go it, it's a, yeah hugo uh was a hugo, great hugo was movie. shot
1: hugo was shot in 3d yeah
2: and it was it actually used the 3d like you could actually see the snow like turning as it fell right that was a very cool effect yeah, but, it was really and,
1: cool the story you, of a homeless kid in a
2: clock tower yeah and but station. i i I think this is telling that we've had this whole podcast about a Dune movie and we've spent it talking about other things.
1: Well, I so think it, it does open up a greater question as far as, you know, the, the inner workings of Hollywood and why a film like Dune, there's a chance it may not get a sequel, you know? And as, you know, viewers, we often have to think about why do we, you know, congregate on a film like Dune or, or like, you know why do we why did the masses pour out for avatar and yet we have a film like dune that is not as original i mean avatar is barely original but i i honestly don't think people are going to
0: come for Dune, you know well it's just like it feels like i think there's a lot of reasons i've thought about this a lot and like listened to other people speak about this a lot it's like you know move i think the netflix and kind of like the home viewing experience has really changed going to the movies you know what i mean yeah like going to the movies used to be a thing where you weren't buying your ticket early and only going if you had it like you'd be like oh saturday night i'm going to the movies you arrive and you're like oh what's what are we saying right what are we seeing you know uh what's available oh the movie i was interested in doesn't start till 10 Guess I'm watching this rom com at eight because just here. you know, like, um, and so we've seen the death of the rom com, and I think there's no saving the rom com, um, because rom com has
1: found its home on
0: streaming sites. I just wanted, I just want them to be better. They're, they haven't been as good since like the mid 2000s, but anyways, it just felt like there's that the Netflixification, and I don't want to blame superhero movies. But it just feels like brainwash is too strong of a word. But it feels like our mindsets of what we're willing to see in the movies has like changed. Like in the late 90s, the early 2000s, like you were getting The Matrix. You're getting Pirates of the Caribbean. You're getting Lord of the Rings. You're getting, you getting your superhero movies and Spider-Mans and X-Men. You're getting, you're getting, um, I don't even this is not even a franchise. You're giving your Will Smith summer blockbuster. Like whatever it was, like it could be you don't you didn't know what it was. It could have been I Robot, Hancock, could have been um, Hitch, wall West, in Black Hitch, um I Am Legend. They weren't they weren't even a franchise. It was like the new Will Smith movie. I'm going to see that. And it's like it really felt like we lost that and I don't know how else to kind of go back to those days where we're able to get everything. We're able to get new franchises like Dune. Um, you know, we're still getting, like, our big tentpole Marvel and Star Wars movies. And I think it just starts, I think it starts, like, with these conversations, like, showing interest in it. You know what I mean? Like, I think what Marvel's done is, like, going to see a Marvel movie is an event. You know what I mean? Like, you, you go see it, and then you talk about it with your friends you tweet about it you uh rank them um, you know you rank your favorites you collect the dvds and i just think like culturally and it starts with this podcast we need a we need to make like these attempts at different types of movies um i don't know more relevant again
2: that's fair that's i'm gonna very, step
0: off my brilliant. soapbox i'm gonna step Play. off my soapbox I feel passionately know. about this you're
2: HBO Max made it free, and it's it's the safest way to do it right now. Uh, Denis Villeneuve was not for that idea. He was not happy Neither about was
1: that. Christopher Nolan with Tenet. He wasn't here for that idea. A lot of them were not happy. Yeah,
2: because they'd be, you want to know why? Because they went to the same school of sound design. Oh, right.
1: right. And, and they also met Hans Zimmer. They also met <laughs> Hans Zimmer like, there, this, too. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the,
2: what do you call it? They were, you know, they were like, and the very next thing is like and completely <laughs> destroyed my hair. I was like, oh, I gotta put this come down. On, it was like, Not that bad. If anything yes, if, it was.
1: If, if anything was <laughs> jarring, or it was that that
2: for nothing really epic to happen. Okay. No, I was expecting Wonder Woman to come in and be like, I'm Wonder Woman. Right. <laughs>
1: right. And then all they did was walk in the desert. Whatever. All right. Okay. If we want people to go out to see Dune, let's just wrap this up uh what's your favorite part of dune what's the thing that got you hooked or what keeps you invested let's just circle around and close that or also what do you want to see in the sequel i mean people already know some. the book readers know as casual fans we don't know let's go ahead Hooperlino.
0: uh you know i think my favorite moment it's tough i should have came prepared for this um my favorite moment that i mentioned earlier Paul's hand in the box that whole scene was like super invigorating like I was on the edge of my seat that whole time um, I want to give a shout out and this isn't really a scene, but I really dug how they hint at the at the worm throughout the movie you know they talk about its length and then you can kind of see the sand moving then towards the middle you get to see its teeth and then at the very end you know you finally see the worm And it's just the use of the worm. I made jokes about like, hey, I like sand, I like big worms, but like their use of the big worm was fantastic. Um, So I would say that running throughout the movie was really cool. Um, What got me hooked? Man, it's tough, but it's like, I feel like collectively, one, the visuals of the movie, but like, I just felt like it came together as just like a really interesting world um, that I want to learn more about. So I would say that's what got me hooked. I mean, this movie, more than anything, I feel like in a long time, when it ended, I wanted the next one. And I don't know it was because it ended so abruptly I wanted the next one. um, But I was really like, yo, like, come on. It needs to get going. Like, the fact that I have to wait X amount of years and for it to do well at the box office is super... Um that's frustrating. Makes me, it's frustrating. Makes yeah, makes me antsy. Um, and then what I expect for future installments. I want more Zendaya, but man, when she arrives, I don't want it to just be like Zendaya. Well, just like Paul's love interest. You know what I mean? Like yeah. clearly Paul's like the chosen one. He has like a couple powers. And I want her, I want Zendaya to be more than who? The girl from Avatar is to Jake Sully's character. I want her to be more than just the one who teaches Paul what her culture is. Ooh, I want her to be totally more than about Pocahontas. She's totally I want about to her to be, be that more. Character. I want her to you have know, her own
2: powers. This is a 1965 <laughs> novel. You already know. He's like woman. Don't you mean?
0: Remember accessory uh, for
2: male character.
0: But they crushed Lady Jessica. They did so well with Lady Jessica that they made her more than that. So bitch. I hope they're able to carry that over. He, he, he,
1: he specifically, <laughs> Denis Villeneuve specifically said he wanted to do better by the women characters in this film. Uh, namely, Jessica in this film. We'll see what Zendaya is about. Uh, Chani is her name. and Johnny. In the Wikipedia description of this one, in the 1984
2: she is Paul's love interest.
1: Paul's love interest. Nino, what you looking forward to?
2: Um... Well, let us get to my favorite moment. I think my favorite moment was oh, fair in moment. Idaho's fight. Uh, I don't know the nothing really hooked me, but I I really liked that fight scene. where You just see Jason Momoa like, it's like he locked the door, and then he gets stabbed, and he like you just see him rise and pull that um sword out of his like stomach.
0: That, that was, was pretty, a great moment.
2: That was oh, the you,
1: you mean where they ripped it off from what's his name from uh, Game of Thrones?
2: uh sir oh Bar- you mean sir barrister Yeah, i yeah, yeah exactly. it's totally like, such a sir barrister moment yeah well technically since i think this was more in line with the book like that's that scene so that's fine i'm just i'm was- just i'm just kidding yeah. i just realized <laughs> the parallel um i think i think i don't think i'm hooked which you know maybe 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 yeah maybe i didn't go see it in the theater but I think what the... I'm definitely going to go see the sequel just to see where it ends up because I feel like I've invested so much time, but I'm like, it needs to give me answers. It needs to give me answers and it needs to give them quick because if not, I'm just going to feel like I'm just going to feel lost again and I'm not going to want to see another two or three movies of me being lost. Fair enough. (laughs) Fair enough. And that's why I think a
1: sequel is going to be really good. I think they purposefully Purposefully are like putting the carrot above your nose, but you don't know where we're going with the carrot. You don't know which roads we're going on, and I think that's going to be the draw in for a sequel. You gonna you're gonna want answers. They're gonna give answers. Uh, I'm 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 invested in the mythos. Uh, the Benny Regis. Oh, I just looked it up. That's what those women are called. The Benny Regis or something i forget it i just forgot it um i want to know their deal uh i am really invested in the baron uh stellan Skarsgård. he's really creepy to watch but you can't look away um and yeah i want to see more of the fremen man uh they were totally riding a worm at the end i did not realize that i thought i was just I thought it was like some machine, but it's a worm. They're riding the worm. If they can master this desert power, they win. So I'd like to see more of that. It, it's a cool universe. I um maybe I'll read up on it. But yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. And that's and uh I hate to say, I guess Timothy Chalamet kind of carried the film, but he had no choice to. Um so uh also cool, uh great job of diversifying the cast. Making all the people of color mostly Fremen, but that's cool. Uh, Dr. Rico wanted us to shout out uh, Oscar Isaacs. Uh, Granted, you know, he bit the dust pretty early. So uh, hopefully we also see some more cool cast members in the future films. I'm sure there are more than two houses out there vying for power. So we'll see what's up. Uh, Oh, okay. All right. Real quick. uh, Okay. Make it quick. Uh, Grade scale scale uh a aether uh five star um,
0: um I'm gonna go four giant sandworms
1: all right four ugly
2: creatures got it so it's bad
0: uh, I'll go I'm, I'm not
2: if uh, the sequel trilogy of Star Wars has taught me anything, is always be harder on the first film don't believe um promises of the future so I'm going to give it a 7, maybe a 6.8 out of 10 just because it's a well-made film, but I'm still confused.
0: Yeah, mine was out, out of 5 too. It's not fair. 4 out of 10. Fair fair. 4 out of 5. Sandworms.
1: Okay. Uh, I think I'm leaning towards an 8 out of 10. That's not bad. Uh give me more. Give me more. It's it's enjoyable. And I also recommend RDX 40. Really cool thing. Um, but all right, uh, gentlemen. Uh, Dune, thank you for joining us today at the Yonko table. Uh, again, I'm your host, Grandmaster Hoop, uh, Supernova Nino Desplazado, and Admiral Hooper Hooperlino coming aboard again, always when I'm hosting. But, uh, That's listen- right. Yes, of course, of course. Listen, y'all, get out there and watch Dune, especially if you enjoyed it. Tell your friends to go watch it. We need this sequel. We need those numbers to go up. We need to give them a reason to make this sequel. We got all these questions, and I'm not looking to read a six-book series with, like, 500 pages per book. That ain't me anymore. So, of course, follow us on all our podcast listening sites, Spotify, Apple Music, and, of course, follow us on social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and that's at the Table. So without further ado, again, I'm your host, Grandmaster Hoop. Shout out to Dr. Jason Turner who couldn't be here. Shout out to Nino out and I guess Hooper, Nino, Hooper Lino for appearing today. Take care, everybody. Signing off.